Good afternoon, good morning, happy Monday, or whatever day you're listening to this. I'm currently recording this on a Monday. I have a nice ice matcha with me. And today we're talking all about independence. And I I honestly have been struggling a little bit with recording this podcast recently. And I think that's going to be maybe next week's topic is about why we resist the things that are good for us. Because sometimes I think the things that we know we should do, at least myself, I tend to resist doing them, not because I don't want to do them, but because I know it's good for me. And that's going to be next week's episode, I think. But it kind of inspired this week's episode of other things in the past that I resisted. And once I kind of overcame that, I realized how good it was for me. And specifically, that is independence. Because... I was once a very independent human and then I woke up one day and realized I had become very dependent and I don't know if it's because I was married or if I just got comfortable but I got to a place in my life and maybe you um, also relate to this where I kind of relied on Noah or friends or someone else in order to kind of do anything. For example, If I wanted to go to the park and read, I would never do that by myself. If I wanted to go get a coffee, I would never just take myself to get a coffee. I would never go to a workout class by myself. When we moved to New York, I spent the first year or so not taking the train, too afraid to go by myself anywhere. And if I was meeting someone, I would always have to take a taxi or an Uber because I was so afraid of learning how to take the train system by myself. Even though obviously people who live here do it all the time and they figure it out, I had just become very dependent and I don't know, it it was sad. And I don't think it's a really I think becoming independent is honestly one of the harder things to overcome because it can be really scary to do things on your own and it can be really easy and comforting to have someone with you and have someone kind of guide you along the way. But I realized that when I lost my independence, I lost a lot of my confidence as well. Um, Some other things are like, I also, you know, a few years ago, I stopped driving because people were always driving me around. Um, And it kind of also turned me into a very serious homebody where I I think I am naturally more of a homebody. But if it's going six, seven days without leaving my home at all, that's a problem. Or also like needing guidance with every single thing in my job, um, my career opinions. For example, the podcast, like if I, there was a time with my first podcast that I would not upload an episode if I didn't have like two or three friends and one of them, some also Noah, listen to the episodes and make sure to let me know it was good. It wasn't, it wasn't going to upset anyone. It wasn't mean. And they're always like, Lindsay, no, it's not. But I had just become so reliant on needing other people to either guide me, reassure me, validate me. And I wish I could pinpoint what it was. And I don't want to say it's definitely not anyone's fault. It's definitely not my friends or anyone's fault. It's my, it's me that relied on them. And in a way, it's just them being kind by know helping me out it's no you know love Noah specifically loves me and of course loves doing things with me so that's why he's the same way but him on his own he is also still very independent he hangs out with his friends whenever he wants you know he trains all by himself he loves going to the office where you know and just doing all of his own stuff but I had become the complete opposite and I had talked about this with my previous therapist and she had said you know a lot of it was anxiety related and 
not necessarily that I had the anxiety first, but more so I'd become dependent on a few things and then I let myself get comfortable so long being dependent that I then became anxious to become independent again. And that was so weird because I once was very independent. I mean, I went through my entire childhood and all the things I struggled with as a kid by myself. You know, I got through that. And when I was older, I moved to the, you know, that Avalon thing all by myself. I moved completely on my own from Georgia to Ohio by myself. I moved states by myself. And when I was there, I was very independent. I had my own place. I handled all my own finances. I met friends on my own. I just went out and went to places to meet friends. I went to workout classes, to bars, and just did everything by myself. I grocery shopped. I went on walks. Like, I was an independent person. And then one day, like I said, I just, everything involved other people. And I didn't really know how to do anything by myself. And when I was alone, I noticed I just kind of sat on the couch, scrolled social media, read a book or watch TV. And I don't want my life to be defined by whether or not someone else can help me do things. And I'm sure you other plenty, plenty of people listening to this may feel the same. And I think that's why I was really passionate about talking about this today because I realized like there is so much to life and we deserve to live it. And sometimes there's not someone around to help you out. And uh, in the end, we are the only person that we really are guaranteed to be with. And it's so important to be independent and confident in your own abilities to take care of yourself and provide yourself a fulfilling life instead of waiting for someone else to give that to you because that's not guaranteed. But we can guarantee that we have a fulfilling life. So um, I read all, I was reading all this stuff on independence and why it's so important. And it was saying that a lot of the times we become in, uh, dependent the most with relationships, careers, emotions, uh, physical health, and socially. And I feel like that makes a lot of sense because relationships, you get comfortable, you do everything together. Career, needing someone to guide you on the next step. Emotionally, looking for people to console us or make us feel better. Socially, not wanting to do anything, going out unless someone's with you. So it does make a lot of sense. And I think when I became my most dependent, those actually probably I ticked off every single box. But I can proudly say that I have become much more independent now. I am not anywhere near where I'd want to be. I'd like to become a lot more independent than I am now. The reason it's so important to be independent also, things that I wrote down, is that independence increases confidence. And that's very true because you learn to rely on yourself. People that are confident are typically can be independent. It doesn't mean that you can't be with people, but they have the ability to be independent, to go out and take things for themselves. That sounds weird, but you know what I'm saying, in like in a good way, to go out and meet new people, to go out and do things, to go after their career, to go after their their dreams, that takes independence and that independence does increase your confidence. It also reduces your stress when you can do things without waiting on someone's, someone else's help or uh, validation because I can be really stressed when it comes to this when it was coming to the podcast or going out running errands because I was so stressed on having to do things on my own because I felt like I didn't know how to do anything and it also becomes like a mind thing where obviously everything you do for the first time you have to figure it out like last week a few weeks ago I had to get something notarized because my mom did pass and I'm signing over um, the financial money that is coming back from selling her home. I'm signing that over to a lawyer who is going to give that money basically to my brothers when they are old enough to like, you know, use it for something good. And I just wanted to sign all of that over to them. And I had to get something notarized. I had never gotten anything notarized before. 
And I procrastinated it for two weeks. I just put it off every single day. And I was like waiting. I kept asking Noah, like, how do I get things notarized? Um, Can you look this up for me? And he was like, babe, just Google, look for a notary and go do it. And once I finally did it, all I had to do was go on Google and type in where to find a notary. Turns out that UPS has a notary. It's $2. And there's a UPS like two blocks from me. I walked there, got it notarized, put it in the mail. That was that was it. It was so simple. But what I was saying is sometimes our mind makes things more difficult than it is because actually going out and getting the thing notarized and putting it in the mailbox, that was not difficult. Figuring out how to do it, like I was so stressed to figure it out as if it was going to like harm me in some way or as if for some reason going out and doing this was going to like become this big obstacle that I made this big thing in my mind and then once I went out and did it I was like oh okay that was not that big of a deal I felt very proud honestly when it was done because I was like okay I did it it was not a big deal it's over with and I had this big weight off my shoulders because it was a priority that I needed to get done but because I was waiting for Noah to have time to figure out how to notarize something for me I made so much pressure on myself and it became like this weight on my shoulders so once I did it on my own I was like wait that was very simple I can do things on my own and this isn't saying like Maybe I'm making that confusing. I guess what I'm trying to say is that sometimes the thing that we have to do because we haven't done it before maybe seems like this huge deal, but it is something that we can figure out. Like if anyone else can figure it out, we can figure it out. If Noah can figure out how to get something notarized, I can figure out how to get something notarized. If Noah can figure out how to do the train system in New York City, I can figure out how to do the train system in New York City. I have to realize and we have to realize that we are just as resourceful as anyone else we just have to practice it maybe resourcefulness and independence is kind of like a muscle we just have to remember like it may seem scary in our heads but we are just as resourceful as anyone else and the more we practice that muscle the easier it's going to get so it does reduce that stress because I was so stressed for a few weeks about getting this freaking thing notarized and I almost paid $200 to pay like someone to come to my home to notarize it for me and then when I went to UPS and it was literally $2 I was like I cannot believe I made this such a big deal in my mind that I would have rather paid $200 than walk a few blocks to get this thing signed um but Um, there was a time when I really kind of broke that independence barrier. And I think this is an important story for me because if you remember, I, if you follow me on Instagram, we moved to New York in November of 2020 because Noah got offered a job here in the city. It had been one of our big goals to move to New York and we were so excited to get here. But once we got here, I realized getting around is tough. Like I said, I was Ubering and training everywhere. And then we were looking at our finances at some point, And I think we were going through mine. I think it was when we were doing our tax returns for, yes, we were doing our tax return last year. And we noticed how much of my income I was spending on Ubers and taxis. And it like made my stomach hurt to see how much money I was wasting because they are not cheap here. And every single time you get in an Uber or a taxi, you kind of expect to spend like $20, $30 and then you have to come back home. So if to leave my house, I know I have to spend 20, like probably at least $40 round trip it makes me less likely to want to go out and do things because that really adds up, especially when you're going out and you're also going to want to buy things or get food or whatever you're going to do. It ends up being a much bigger expense when riding the train or the bus here is literally like three bucks. So we realized I had to work on 
taxiing and busing and I had to get over my fear of taking the bus. Well, I had met a friend. Her name is Brooke. She's one of my best friends now. And she had invited me to meet her at this coffee shop. And I looked and I remember I almost was going to get in the Uber, but this was right after we had done the finance thing. And I realized the coffee shop was two train stops away from me. Like all I would have to do is walk to the train, get on the correct train, ride two stops, get off. And the coffee shop was right there. And I knew this was my moment to learn how to, to just not learning the train system specifically, but get over that first fear of just getting on the train by myself. Cause that was the big fear is just doing it on my own. And then once you do like the small step, obviously you can build from that. Um, so what I did is I went to the train very early. I looked at my maps to see what time those trains were taking off. I had Noah write on my hand the exact train I needed to go to, or he told me and I wrote it on my hand. I even talked about it on my stories that I was on the train the whole time going, two stops and get off, two stops and get off. That's all you gotta do is two stops and get off because I was so freaking scared. I was so overwhelmed. And as soon as I got on the train, I sat down. It was not that big of a deal. Within two seconds, I was two stops away. I got off the train and I felt so freaking proud of myself. I felt like I had just literally won the lottery. And it's really not that serious. It's public transportation. People do it every single day. But I had been so afraid of doing this because I had become so dependent. And that moment became a huge, huge pivot in my life. That inspired me to become way more independent. I started learning the train system slowly over time. I started taking that same train that I was comfortable with and taking it as long as I could go and then all the way back. And then I started taking other trains and learning how to you know, transfer trains. And now I can train anywhere that I need to go. And it did take some time. It took some effort. It took a little bit of strength, mental strength on my end. But now it's like not even a big deal. I was actually hanging out with my friend Brittany the other day and I mentioned something about us hanging out and I was like, yeah, I can just train over to you and then we can figure it out together. And she literally said, Lindsay, I have to say, I am so proud of you. You've become so independent taking the trains everywhere. Everywhere. I remember when you first moved here, like you wouldn't even consider getting on the train to go anywhere. And I'm so proud of you for that. And I thought I was like, oh my gosh, it reminded me back to that time when I literally would not get on the train. And now it seems like second nature. Now I have no issue just going and getting on the train. I also love the buses because I feel like they're even better because you have phone service and you're not underground. But I now will take the train and the bus all by myself. I don't even really think about taking a taxi or an Uber because they costs way much way more money and there's always more traffic it's faster on the other on a train or a bus and it has just become so easy and it showed me that the things that are scary just like the notary it's just a muscle and after I broke that barrier of getting on the train I was able to build upon that and just slowly do more things. And I think sometimes I made things bigger in my head, like I said about the notary, but with anything. I made it seem like in order to figure out the train system, I needed to know how to train like all over the place and take a million stops and different transfers. And all I needed to do was the first step was just literally get on the train. I could have literally got on the train and rode one stop and then came back. That could have been all I needed to do the first time. And it's just kind of a reminder, if there's something that you're wanting to become more independent about, just do the, the smallest amount of effort first to show yourself you have the ability to do it. You are capable. And that little bit of like pride you're going to get is going to show your brain like, oh, I can do this. And I bet you're going to want to do a little bit more. 
So here are a few things I wrote down of ways to become more independent. Number one, learn more about yourself so you can trust your own instincts and figure out what you enjoy on your own. Often we kind of, if we are reliant on other people, we tend to look for other people for the answers. We look on social media, we look for mentors to tell us what to do, what is best for our lives. And we know the answers to a lot of the things in our lives. Our subconscious, our, in, our intuition, our instincts are very smart. But if you have turned that part of yourself off long enough, it might take a little while to open it back up and to get it turned back on, but it will happen. Start asking yourself more questions and trusting your own answer before going and asking someone else. Maybe you want to figure out, I'm trying to think of an example on top of my head. Maybe what's something you'd want to learn? Maybe you're trying to figure out if you want to switch careers. Don't ask your friend what she thinks. Okay, that's a that's a pretty big that's a pretty big life move. You might want some advice for that one. Let me think of something smaller. Maybe you're trying to decide. Okay, maybe you're trying to decide something small about whether or not you want to change out the color of your sheets. You've always had white sheets and you're like, "You know what? I want to change them for spring or summer." Don't go and ask your friend what color sheets you should get. Ask yourself, "What color sheets do I want?" And that is helping you figure out what you enjoy and what you want to do. And that may seem silly, but it is important to learn to get your own answers from within yourself. So learn more about yourself, start small, that's okay. Number two, stop asking for permission if not needed. Obviously there are times in life that we have to ask for permission, but if you don't, it is okay to ask yourself. It is okay to be like, you know what? I'm gonna go to a coffee shop by myself today. I'm not gonna tell my spouse like, hey, you think I should go get coffee by myself? Hey, do you think I should go to Target and like get out of the house? Nope. Should I go with my nails? Nope. Nope. You don't need to ask anyone. Just ask yourself, what do I want to do? Do I want to go out and get out by myself? Stop asking for, for permission unless it's like necessary permission, which I understand. Number three, this is what I'm working on is becoming more assertive. I think boundaries is a way of being independent, telling people no, giving the answer of what you, what you mean, sorry, the the cars are just never going to end here, (laughs) Um, are ways to become more independent. So giving your own feedback, giving your own answer. If someone asks you what you want to eat and you know what you want to eat, it's okay to tell them the answer. Um, You don't always have to say, oh, well, whatever you want, because then you're depending on their answer. And of course, it's nice to let other people contribute. But if you have never contributed and you're always letting everyone else pick what you could do to eat, the plans for the day, maybe it's time when someone asks you for you to pick what's going on. So assertiveness definitely helps you become more independent because again, not only are you learning to trust your own instincts, but you're learning to also vocalize your instincts and trust that what you're saying is right and that you don't need permission from anyone else. They kind of all tie together. Number four, arrange alone time dates. This can start small as well. You can start by going to a coffee shop. The first thing I started to do, if you notice, I was getting my nails done for a while. That was why I did that because I knew there are nail shops very close to me and that was a way for me to get out of my house once every two weeks to go do something by myself. So I started getting my nails done just so I could get out of the house all by myself. Now I get coffee by myself. Now I go to Central Park and read on my own. I will get my hair done. I do all these things that I never would have done just a few years ago or even last year because I learned to slowly, slowly get out of my shell and be, you know, on my own. And it has honestly made me feel more confident. And it also has helped me learn more about myself to figure out what I like and what I like to do on my own. And it also gives you permission to do things that maybe no no one else around you seems like they want to do or things that you want to do, but you don't have anyone to go do them with you. For example, me reading in Central Park. Noah loves to read, but you know, he works a nine to five and 
he doesn't really have time to go sit in the park and read all the time. So I do work from home and there are times when I could literally just go to the park and read or go to a coffee shop and do my work, but I wouldn't do the, do those things. So I never would have had another chance to do them. And now I, I don't have to re- like rely or wait on someone else to come with me. I can just go do it. If I want to go shop in Soho, I can get on the train and take myself there and buy something on my own. So arrange some alone dates. Number five, give yourself support. This is a big one because independence can also be emotional um, and something internal, like I said, a mindset. If you're someone who kind of feels like you need other people to console you and make you feel better, learn to be your own best friend. I heard something recently. This also makes me want to do another podcast on this entire topic of self-love and how a way to a way to really cultivate self-love, I heard this on TikTok, I think, was to look at yourself in the mirror and not just look at yourself as yourself, look at yourself as your best friend because this is the the person you're looking at, the person you're looking at in the mirror has been there with you your entire life. They have always been there with you, supporting you and caring about you and doing making those hard choices. And when you look at yourself like that, it's easier to start to appreciate yourself. And so you can look at yourself as your best friend in the mirror and give yourself that emotional support. Tell yourself that you're doing okay. Tell yourself that you're figuring it out. Tell yourself how proud you are. Because you, it is so it is so nice to have other people in your life that do these things, but know that you also can give yourself that love. You don't need anyone else's validation because you can give it to yourself. You can love yourself and you know make yourself feel whole. And number six is setting small goals to achieve on your own. This can be anything from maybe you are someone who waits to make medical appointments or going to the doctor unless like your spouse reminds you. Honestly, that has been was me for a long time. Noah had to force me to go to physical therapy because I've had a knee injury since I was a child. When I was 14 or 15, I got like slightly, I don't, I mean, it was slightly, I got slightly hit by a car and I never really got any medical, medical attention from it. I just kind of went about my life. And now that I'm older, I am noticing pain when I'm running or doing like heavy workouts. So Noah had to force me to go into physical therapy. That could have been a goal for me, myself is to start doing those kind of things by myself, is making myself do things before someone else has to kind of hold my hand through it. So if you're someone who waits for your spouse or someone around you to help you set up a dentist appointment or go to checkups, do something like that on your own. Set a small goal to get your yearly checkup, checkup set it up by yourself, call your doctor all by yourself, pick up the phone, go and do the appointment. You're going to feel really proud. It is still okay to do things with others. It is incredible to enjoy other people's company. It is essential for your overall health to be social. It is great to get out there and put yourself out there. I mean, I think another thing on the other term is some people can be too independent where they get to a place where they don't want other people's company and they may social isolate, socially isolate. And it's also very important to be social and enjoy time with others um, and let other people love you and love other people and be vulnerable with other people and just be around other humans. So don't think that this is me saying you can't do things with other people. That is such, it's just a balance. It is just a part of life to want to learn. I think to want to learn how to be able to do things on your own, to not have to rely on someone else, but still, if you want to have company, that is not what I'm saying. It's all about balance, I guess. And if I could think of my biggest goals for becoming more independent, I am very good with a lot of small stuff now. I think my biggest goals now would maybe be to take the train all the way to Brooklyn. That I don't, I don't know why that one's a little 
it's still good far away for me still I'd like to do, do that one day um, I love when people take solo trips. That is like a whole new level of independence. I feel like that is so cool. I don't know if I'm there yet. And I honestly don't know if I want to take a solo trip. It's something that I see and I'm like, that's incredible. But I also feel like I'd want to experience it with someone else. But I think knowing that I would be capable of doing a solo trip, that is really cool. Knowing that I could go on a trip by myself and navigate things, figure it all out on my own that that is a flex <laughs> so if any of you guys have ever taken a solo trip that's pretty cool maybe even if I don't know if I want to maybe that's something I should force myself to do one day now I'm curious have you ever taken a solo trip and if you have let me know maybe you could like dm me on instagram and let me know your your thoughts was it fun um that's kind of it for today's episode hopefully it helped you in some sort of way maybe it inspired you to get out there and go on a walk by yourself or go get your nails done or go get a coffee by yourself or go set up that doctor's appointment that you've been putting off for way too long because you are capable of doing all the things okay i love you so much and i will talk to you all next time bye